0: What's up, everybody? It's Tyler here from the team uh, doing the intro myself while Gary's currently in LA with D Rock. You're about to dive into uh, an interview that Gary was on Bobby Brown's podcast, long story short. Uh, you should definitely go and check out some of her other interviews as well. She's been doing some fantastic ones on the side, but this honestly is personally one of my favorite over the four years that I've been working with Gary pieces of content. For a lot of different reasons. One, it's two New Jersey um, you know, business moguls uh, having a really humble conversation about their beginnings with a lot of laughters, a lot of agreements, a lot of disagreements, uh, and, and overall a lot of love and positivity and um, an optimism about the future when uh, a lot of things can seem dark around us. But I would say you are going to enjoy this. And a uh, special shout out to Bobby from my hometown, Montclair, New Jersey.
1: This is the Gary V audio experience. here
0: But you know I wanted to show up wearing your shoes. How are really, you? Everyone well? Everyone's great. Good. everyone's great.
1: You look well. Yeah, I feel great. It, today's sun made me happy. Yeah. Like something like yesterday, I was like, "This is gloomy," and then today, when it was nice and sunny in the morning, I like was in a much better mood. It makes a big difference. I really every time I go to LA for more than three days, I'm like, "Oh, this is how people get tricked to moving here." It does make I'm I'm actually quite affected by it.
0: All right, we are rolling. I never know when we are or we're not. So we rolling yeah, good morning. Morning. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, to your place. Yes. Yeah, really cool. It's really far from Montclair, New Jersey, though. I'm aware. Yeah. But
1: uh, Fred, Jordan. I always get excited when somebody gets transferred from Hudson Yards to here and lives in Jersey. <laughs> uh-huh. We find
0: out their true grit. <clears throat> Definitely. So you said today's a good day because the sun's out. Yes. But I like the sun. I've never not seen you in a good mood. That's true. I'm fairly,
1: I'm consistently in a good mood. I have a fairly solid perspective on what life's about and it puts me into
0: a pretty good mood. But don't you think the one thing that all of us entrepreneurs have in common is... Being so positive and seeing the glass full.
1: Yes, I think optimism um, with practical. I think really successful entrepreneurs use an incredible concoction of optimism and practicality. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think the fine line between optimism and delusion is extremely fascinating, and I do think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs uh, fail. Um, but I couldn't agree with you more. I'm I'm in the yes business, and. And that causes a lot of mistakes, but only in the micro. And I think the macro of being in the yes, positive, half glass full business is essential for big,
0: big impacts and successes. You knew you were an entrepreneur at seven. Yes. You didn't just have a lemonade stand. No. You had a lemonade... Franchise. Franchise. Okay. What does that mean? It means I was able to trick Robbie Turnick and Marissa Uh Bird and Eric Godfrey and Michael
1: Bronfman and Andy Greco into standing behind lemonade stands while I made signs
0: and put them on trees and posts. Okay. That was at seven. Yes. I had a store when I was about 12 with my friends. Yes. It was a great store. In your own home? Unfortunately, it was in the basement, so yeah. not a lot of foot traffic, <laughs> and no internet back then. But it was a start. I get it. I made cool you, stuff. You tricked people into going downstairs I and did. buying stuff. I did, I think my parents, yes, yeah. were our biggest. Always but, great customers. Yeah, and how do you balance? Okay, first of all, the first time I met you, I had no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't know, I came in, we right, had a Nick meeting. I was like, meet this person. Yeah, meet this person, okay, it took a year, I came in and I, an hour, I spent it with you, I fell in love instantly, I'm like, this is the coolest guy. Now everybody knows you. Mm. I would say about 90% of the people know you. Mickey Drexler didn't know you. I'm like Mickey. Now <laughs> Mickey knows you. Now Mickey goes into meetings saying to people, do you know Gary Vee? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know Gary Vee? So you're infectious.
1: I think positivity is very real. I think that intent is, I think, I th- when I try to psychoanalyze myself, which I do a lot, I really do, I I do realize what I'm attracted to in other people is what people are attracted to with me. It's why I'm attracted to you. I think people that have good intent, and one thing I'm very positive of is if somebody doesn't need somebody else or wants something from somebody else, they become unbelievably infectious. And I I would say a weakness of mine is my deep desire to not need anything from anybody at all times, which makes me unbelievable likable to a lot of people, um, especially in the long term, because I think my personality and my Jerseyness and my cursing and, I love that. and my bravado, especially in public settings, I think sometimes confuses people at first. In the long term, it really works out. I'm I'm very happy to be charismatic and likable and, it makes me happy i like people a lot and more importantly i'm very 5149 i like the leverage and this is just the truth i like the leverage of giving more than i ask for
0: it's a it's my comfortable place i it's my comfortable place but there's got to be days where you wake up and say i don't want to talk to a soul i'm tired i am tired i'm exhausted I need, you gotta, it's like, it's yin and yang. You need to recharge sometimes. No, no, I recharge all, I mean, I'm very into recharging. What time did you get up today? This morning? Uh, Seven. Seven. Six forty seven. Okay. So you did not exercise this morning? I did, from seven to eight. You have a trainer? I do. That comes every day? Every day. Travels with me. That's awesome.
1: That was a, I've really gotten interested in why people that can afford it are more likely to buy a painting. Than to, buy, than to hire somebody full time to travel with them and make them healthier. I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by that. I don't uh, things fascinate me that people wanting to buy things over buying time, convenience, or health
0: is something I'm spending a lot of time thinking about. That's amazing, especially as I'm entering the health world. There's nothing better than being healthy. There's right. nothing. And by the way uh
1: jumping to mental you know back to stress anxiety things of that nature jumping from kind of like you know food and and cardio and things of that nature i think everybody's different right like i think everybody needs different things i know what my strengths and weaknesses are on the ment- on the recharging thing you know it's really interesting i've said this before and i think people gloss over it the new york jets are a big refresher for me because when you're an entrepreneur, you know, since I've been 22 years old, the thing that I probably take the most pride in is that from the day I graduated school, from the day I came home from Mount Ida College to this second, I have been the last stop in the business that I'm in. I am the operator, the buck falls with me, and you know this, and anybody listening knows this, the level of anxiety when you have to worry about everything. Mm-hmm. And now in today's world with digital, the fact that when I wake up at 6.47 in the morning, the first thing I have to do, and not let me rephrase, that's not fair, the first thing I do is I look at my phone and I have to look at all those texts and thank God there's no fire in London, thank God, not you know, like, right. you know, it's it, for me it's like, the scariest things go in order. Number one, getting a phone call in the middle of the night, scary, right, because you're just scared. You're just scared somebody's sick or dying. Mm-hmm. Next is, that hundredth of a second before I look at my phone because I know I'm going to look at texts which are only about fires or issues. Nobody's texting me and, my, and my, my 900 employees saying, like, have a rad day today or, like, sun is rocking. It is, this is on fire, this is f- up, this is an issue. And so... But then how do you let it go to go work out with your trainer? Easily because I'm in the business of being a firefighter. Like, I, it's so funny. I actually think the great comp to an entrepreneur is a firefighter.
0: Well, or a fixer, I think. I think I'm a fixer. And so I guess like it's gangster, the same
1: thing. like the fixer, like you call and it kills someone. Uh, no, but if
0: someone's shit. got a problem, I don't care how big or small it is, I will find the answer. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I, you know, you're you're the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. So what did you eat today? Uh, nothing. Nothing. So no, are I'm going to fast today. Actually, the whole day. The whole day. So you do intermittent fasting? I do. Or you do more than that?
1: No, I like doing. Actually, I haven't done it in about six or seven months, and I think I blame it for being up about seven pounds more than I want to be. Um, it's real good for me. I, I love it. And literally, I just restarted. Yesterday was very light. I had like four tiny crab legs. I woke up this morning, I'm like, yeah, like, yes. Like, I need it. Like, that's I so anorexic. No, isn't anorexic when you like throw up or is that this? No, that's, no, no, that's bulimia. Bulimia, that's bulimia. got it. Yeah. Anorexic, just not eating? Yeah. Oh, I eat. I just don't eat one day a week. So one full day, you drink water. That's a problem. Okay. That is probably... Like I'm gonna drink something right now. What? I'm a camel. Right. I'm actually. It's probably why I'm gonna die. Like my Bite situation your tongue, with first wa- of
0: all biting it. I didn't see it. Okay, good.
1: Water and I have a terrible relationship. Try. This is a very Eastern. I drink tea. This is a herbal very, herbal. I, love it. I drink. I, I, well, I'm, that's water. I know, but even that I'm not drinking enough of. Okay. And honestly, it's comfort food. I grew up in a Russian household where tea was around all the time. I'm looking at Tyler because it's funny. I always have tea and coffee around, but I max out at like two cups or a cup and a half. Like, I just need to have it there. Like, they probably have inside jokes of like, "There's the tea," and then he's not going to drink it. Like, it's a, it's literally like a comfort food.
0: For but, me. but it's a lifestyle. So if you yes. wake up in the morning and drink two glasses of water, force it down because Gary V could do anything he puts his mind I to. I believe that it'll change. You're everything about the way you know it'll change me? your metabolism, you know what's so your funny? brain.
1: you, you'll never be- you need to You'll never changed. believe where my brain goes. I like you so much oh, I'll care. that I'm going to really try to do this now only so I can reference your podcast and <laughs> public speeches ah. for the next four years. <laughs>
0: Aw. I know. Why, why did we like each other so much? I just thought it was me. I think we're very similar. Yeah. Guess what? I think my family's from Belarus. See? Like, I'm not kidding. We're probably related. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> know my last name. Maybe
1: it's Brown Chimic no, or something. Not. No, you know? we don't. Oh, right, know. that's not your name. I never, name. Right. No, what's your maiden no, name?
0: No, my maiden name is Brown Oh, that's right, but my right. grandfather changed his name when he came of to America. Of course, because he was not like, He was us. like Dimitri Babuchaba. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like Brown. Yeah. Like, you know, by the way, really
1: funny thing about having Vayner Media and like this whole Vayner thing that I'm building, every company with it. My dad, when he came to America, immigration tried to get him to drop the Chuck. They're like, you should be Sasha Vayner. And he huh. was like, no, I'm Vayner Chuck.
0: yeah. You should name your next kid Chuck.
1: I wish I could have another kid. My wife is so against it.
0: Oh, uh, get me to your wife one more time. We will. I am. So, I was forty-one when I had the baby, who's now twenty. That's mean, Oh, up. it was amazing. That's exactly right. It was. And I would. I wish I would have done a fourth. Uh, my, no one ever I says, wish, "Oh, I wish I didn't have that kid." My
1: dad is the most interesting guy on this issue. He's a really kind of like I call him a cactus because he's tough on the outside, but he's real kind of mush if you really get to know him. His great regret in life is he promised my mom we would have five kids. That was like the only thing my mom said. They were like 19 in Russia. She's like, I want five kids. He's like, cool. We had three. My mom was 31 when she had AJ. Wow. She was a kid still. Um, and my dad was so scared about paying for college that he didn't want to have more kids. And he like sits and talks about it
0: all the time, the regret of like. But three is amazing. I have I have three. Yes. Three, you, is, yeah. three is the best. Right. And you have two. And your wife is so awesome. Come on. You're preaching. And my, my parents are like, you make such great kids. Like, you need to have more. I'm like, I'm on board. You know? Yeah. Mostly I want to interview your, your wife. Because how, how what is it like being married to Gary that is always on, can't go anywhere in public without you being completely, like, fanned over? Like, how does she deal with that? Easily. She's incredible. She's She lives in her own cocoon. I think one thing
1: you may know is we don't put out content of her or our kids. And so... We play that pretty insular. She doesn't give a shit about any of this like attention. She she's proud of me. She she knows me so well, and the one of the people that knows me the best, if not the best, so she knows it's coming from a good place. So she likes that. But when but she gets you, scared, she gets scared. Yeah. She like definitely gets scared, and so that's something I think about as well.
0: But when do you give her her time? Like when is it just you and her? Like weekends, mm-hmm. seven weeks
1: vacation. Um, but the truth is we're very much a 1957 couple. It is absolutely a little bit of a divide and conquer, and we talk about that. We know that that's something that may have to evolve, um, but it is definitely 1957.
0: Meaning she's a stay-at-home mom, you work, mm-hmm. and she makes sure there's food on the table? Well, no, because I get home at 11.30 p.m. Uh, you get home p- at 11.30 every night. I got home at 12.37 last night. When do you see your children? I know Weekends, you, yeah, seven weeks okay. vacation, like, I'm
1: absolutely not living a politically correct, like to everybody's work-life balance standpoint, but I'm also unbelievably unfazed by it because I'm in a depth versus width conversation in my life and I'm also in this is this moment right now and I'm always in a place of understanding what will I regret, how will I roll, and most importantly, it's interesting, Lizzie got me a plaque that said, you know, my father taught me how to live by living you know, and, and I think a lot about that. I think I think a lot about like what check boxes do I want to check and for whom? The most fascinating thing to go out, you know, one of the reasons I love when the four of us went out to dinner. I remember when we left, I was like, see, that's the people we kinda need to hang out with. Because what's so interesting to have dinner with couples and things that was that, my
0: husband and my yeah, and, and with Gary and, and, and all that, yeah. yep.
1: Is is everybody's just judging everybody. Like the amount of six-person dinners I go to and like people are like, but you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to, I'm like, I'm like, you don't know anything about anything. Like Wait. I don't want to judge, you know, I, I put out a lot of opinions, but they're macro. They're not to D-Rock, they're to the general public. But I have nothing for anybody on an individual basis unless they ask. I have no interest in judging people's relationships or or how they raise their kids or things of that nature. And I'm fascinated by how many people like doing that. Then what are you curious about? Everything. I'm, I'm unbelievably curious about how people make decisions. No question, which makes me then curious about almost everything. Communication, right, hence Vayner. Like I'm very fascinated by what gets people to do things, inspires them to do things, makes them not do things. Comms, you know, I'm a boy that was born in the Soviet Union that came to America in the 80s, I'm unbelievably, I think, affected by that when it comes to communication. The fact that my mom wrote a book report that she thought Fidel Castro was the bravest man in the world, like, blows my mind. I'm like, wow, and then, you know, so much of what's happening in the political climate now and with the internet and things of that nature, my life has always circled around
0: communication. Do you ever think of yourself at 70? A lot. And what do you think you'll be doing at 70? Working a lot. Okay. Um, Enjoying, enjoying
1: the very similar version of what I am now. Enjoying whatever that may be. My intuition is that I will evolve into other things that excite me and interest me around communication. You know, I sp- I'm very quiet about my nonprofit work or some of the other stuff I do. Well,
0: could you tell me about it then? What's your nonprofit? Work?
1: So I am on the board of Pencils of Promise. Mm-hmm. I'm a well member at Charity Water, and I'm <laughs> I'm laughing because I see Tyler over me. I'm unbelievably fascinated by this people that donate to causes or sit on boards but then don't help acquaintances or f- slight family members or friends in times of need. So my buckets break into, I'm very passionate about Charity Water and Pencils of Promise because they were founded and run, and not run anymore on Pencils of Promise, but they, at the time when I joined them, they were founded and run by young individuals that were treating them more like startups than NGOs, and I love the whole like eighty percent of the money wasn't going to like the executives of it, and people weren't on the board because they just wanted to rub elbows with other important. All the things I became like, oh my god, this is what NGOs right. are about. Um, so that was exciting. But the third bucket for me is, I'm unbelievably passionate about helping people that I even slightly met three times when they have cancer. Or Mm -hmm. their how like I'm looking again. I'm looking at Tyler because he knows this is something I've never said publicly. The most interesting thing about how I think about it is I feel guilty to only do macro things like cure the water issue in Africa when somebody I've had dinner with three times around business it has a GoFundMe because she has breast cancer. Like I'm like I have to give to that. Like like I don't want to be ideological. Like people love to do things for their public person. The reason I don't talk
0: about nonprofit. It's because I watch all my other friends use it to tell the world that they're a good person. Well, I don't mind talking about if it's going to do some good. I agree. So we started a thing called Reaching Out Montclair, yes. which just helps the underserved yep. in Montclair. It will never go outside of I Montclair, New that. Jersey, and we see it first on. We got kids' costumes this weekend. We had authors come and read books. It, you know, we it's get real. people mattresses. And so- Montclair
1: is an interesting comp. Montclair and and Summit has this, and other. Pl- I'm very fascinated by towns. That really have the quote-unquote other side of the tracks. Mm. It's a very, it's a very microdynamic. That what I loved about when I saw that, I looked at it for a few minutes. I look at nothing. I'm like, oh, I like that, because I was always weirded out by the extreme. You know, (laughs) I did so much direct mail. For Wine Library, when I was building that store in New Jersey, I know everything about every zip code in New Jersey. Uh, and so, like, I, like it's so funny when I meet people, they're like, "Oh, I'm from Bergen." I'm like, "Which town?" And because uh, they don't, and yeah. I'm like, "I know that." I'm like, "113 medium income." Like, I know stuff about Jersey and Summit, Montclair, a couple other places. They're fascinating to me. Westfield where you have like these big micro-climates. You know, I'm using wine terminology where like this side is like homes that are a million and that side is really not. And, and our
0: kids all go to school in the same place. My kids went which, to the public school. Which, oh, by the way, is amazing. Yeah. And, which is the greatest thing for the kids on the good side of the yeah, track. Montclair High to Stanford, the first kid. Love it. You know, so, yeah. School's broken in America, random. Mm-hmm. Quick take. It's so broken
1: that I can't breathe. Like, it's so broken do do does anybody
0: understand the world we actually live in? Yes. Well, I think college is the is the worst thing in the world. The kids can't afford to go to college. If you look, you need to start a college. You need to start a free right. college. I think that would probably be your legacy. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, it now. I'm
1: definitely. You know, it's funny when you said 70. I'm like, I'm gonna f- up college. It ran through my mind. Uh, here's
0: what I would say. You didn't graduate, or you
1: did? Yes, I did, did. But I but I went to Mount Ida College. Like, I majored so what's wrong in that. Oh, what's wrong with it? Uh, literally, the mic that we're talking into could get admitted to, like there is like, literally if you're a, dead people can get into Mount Ida College. Actually, I, Mount Ida College went out of business recently. <laughs> this is a fun fact, literally went out of business after 100 plus 200 years. Uh, I think uh, UMass Amherst like absorbed it. What's wrong with it? I played Madden. For 98% of my college experience. And you got
0: an A in Madden, so that's good. I went to Emerson College. I showed up the day before with my transcripts. They let me in. They said, what do you want to major in? I said, makeup. They said, okay. I said, do you have a makeup program? They said, no. I said, all right, I'll make it up. And I went to Emerson. Now you can't get into Emerson. I know. Now it's a tough school. Yeah, you know, honestly, like... So don't be embarrassed by embarrassed. By... Okay, fine. Nobody
1: propagandizes it more than me. I post my report card with a 247 out of 251. Co- the only thing I'm proud of in my life is that I'm a student, that I spit in the face of the system
0: when nobody else was doing it back then. But it is not going to work for all the other kids that are listening out there. It's, it's your journey. It's not going to be right. someone else's journey. The,
1: yeah, that's right. And the clarity that I always want to say about college is like, look, if you want to work at Goldman Sachs, you better get good-ass grades and you better go to like Wharton and you better go to Harvard. Like, You have to know yourself mm-hmm. and know what you want. If you're an entrepreneur, right. if you truly are, here's the scariest scenario with education in America today. You're an entrepreneur and you're passionate about it and you, you can't breathe if you don't do it and you're okay if you make 80000 a year selling pillows or you go and build an Uber, like da-da-da. And your parents make you take on debt to go to a college because they want to feel good that you went to college to their other friends,
0: that to me is scary as fuck. But everyone has different stories and different journeys. See this girl right here? Yes. She, um, when I left Bobby Brown Cosmetics, I went yes. to the Apple store. Yes. I had three hours of work there. She was such a rock star. Yes. I hired her. She's yes. gone to a two-year college. Yes. She, I don't know where you would have been if I didn't, like, pick you up that day. She would be at VaynerMedia running the company. <laughs> well, she now is, like, everything and does all of our content. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so listen,
1: I mean, D-Rock homeschooled, like, I don't know where, like, like it's all the same. Tyler's a dope. Like, he got a oh, Penn Tyler State. Oh, Tyler is not. Guys, Tyler, Tyler got a Penn Tyler graduated State. from
0: Montclair High. <laughs> yeah,
1: but he's a dope. I mean, come on. Like, we're all, all, Listen, every winner that I like, dope. I'm the biggest dope of them all. Like, My definition, Like, the reality is the world changed. College was built to create workers for an environment that was much more mapped to 1959, and that's wonderful, and it was a great era, and Mazel tov, and all good, but guess what? If you're taking on debt to go to college today, unless you're going to a top 3% school, you're in deep.
0: So why can't we have a college that the kids are actually entrepreneurs the whole time? They're going to All of this is going to happen. But then what I think you and Richard Baker have to do that together cuz I think people should stop telling people what to do. You should do it. No, I'm I know. <laughs> this is
1: more of a Gary thing. I'm sorry. No. I, look, I think you're look, I think what's actually happening is it's already happening without people realizing it. Meaning, one of the things that I'm most excited about, the content that I put out, especially on Instagram, because it skews young, at least for now, it's obviously aging up quickly, which is amazing. You're changing people's stuff. I, I was on a FaceTime with a woman in India yesterday on Snapchat, because, Tyler, she won it? Like, what happened? Yeah, she, or did uh, I see her on Twitter? What happened? On Instagram, she, put up the best caption, she won. Uh-huh. I was on a seven-minute FaceTime yesterday with a woman who was sitting in India telling me, that she has to decide between going to Australia for school or staying in India for two more years because she wants to get an Indian citizenship because she's got a Pakistani citizenship and she wants to be discriminated against a little less. Hmm. It was really powerful, as you can imagine. And I'm sitting there, I'm just thinking about all these things. I'm like, we live in a world where I'm in a car right now talking on FaceTime through Snapchat with a young woman in India where my words are about to impact her making a life decision you want to talk about... It's pretty crazy. It's super it's crazy. Nobody's making that... Like That's not something Star Trek or Star Wars thought about when they were making up what the world would look like in 2018. They thought about flying cars. They fucked up. But all this other internet stuff, we didn't know. And so the ground rules of our society are changing
0: remarkably. Which is your favorite platform? Um, mine is Instagram because I'm a visual person. You know what's funny I'm
1: unbelievably native to Twitter because I love community management. I love engaging with people, and Twitter's so easy to do that. I can just see them all in that format. Um, you know, Instagram's been remark you know to the to the very nice comment that you made of like people now knowing who I am. no question Instagram podcasts and YouTubes from two years three years ago when I really made a commitment there. You know, if I had to pick a favorite, if, I, if you said to me, you've got to keep one, I would keep Instagram right now because the number one asset that I chase is people's attention and that is where it is. And so that's why I would have to pick that.
0: And I heard yesterday that John Mayer, the John Mayer has a new talk show on Instagram. That's awesome. I thought that I was see pretty that cool. Headlight. Never thought of that. Yeah, that John was Mayer, my favorite guy? Awesome. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. He's
1: super smart. Like, super creatively interesting. Like, one of the more interesting people I've sat down with in the last, like, 10 years. Like, just an interesting dude. How come he's not married his kids? I, I, you know, I don't know him well enough to even take a guess, but I know that how he thinks about creativity and attention and communication, which is the foundation of the kind
0: of long conversation we had, I think he really understands. And who have you not met that you're dying to get on your show or talk to? You know it's funny. I don't get it. I don't know why
1: that doesn't like that was that's hard for me to answer. The only person I ever wish I'd met that I didn't that I never will be able to is Randy the Macho Man Savage. That's devastating to me. I would have liked to
0: get that at bat. Okay, I'm so sorry. I don't know who that is. All
1: right, let's cancel this. Thanks for having me on, Bobby.
0: <laughs> um, who is that He's the greatest wrestler of all time. Okay. I had a wrestler at my sweet sixteen. Who? I don't know. Two women wrestlers. My Papa Wendy Sam got her for me. I don't know. I'm from Chicago. I don't know who it was. Papa Sam got them as entertainment. That's yeah. a, They wrestled. They wrestled. Two women wrestlers. I don't That's know. Papa bad. knew someone that knew someone, and they came. Yeah. That's some good. So no, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know your wrestler friend, but yeah. I love how everybody now <laughs> like
1: gets Drake, but you had two women wrestlers.
0: I actually went to a bar mitzvah where Drake performed. I believe before it. he was Drake. I got it. He yeah. referenced it. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Um. Nobody, nobody, nobody. That's just that's the actual truth. Meaning, how about your dad? Have you ever gotten your dad on your show? I have, and it's really good. When me and my dad jam,
1: it's really good. I really like it. And I'll be honest with you, I like it for one reason only: that my great great grandkids are gonna watch it. Uh I'm obsessed Uh with people not understanding what's actually happening, which is that everybody that's living right now is gonna actually be the patriarch and matriarch of their families in perpetuity, because the most content is gonna be created about us, so that in 400 years, we're gonna be the starting point of our families, because our great-grandparents, and our parents, and our great-great-grandparents, there's some random pictures, but with us, there's gonna be, like, unlimited content, and so everything, like, right now, my great-great-great-great-grandchild, Jeremiah, is listening (laughs) to this interview. And it's like, oh, I'm like that.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think it's very cool. So you give advice all the time. If there's one thing you could tell people right now to do, right now, that will change the course of their life. One thing.
1: Communicate the poison that's in their head to the person that needs to hear it. Tell me more. Every single person listening has something to say to somebody they love very much that is bothering the f***
0: out of them. Do you do that? Yeah, you let it go. You tell. It's how.
1: It's it's why I I only give advice I take. Mm -hmm. The the reason I'm in such a happy place is I over communicate even when it's uncomfortable, and that has taken me a long. I run in pockets. I do a very bad job of it with people that I'm still trying to get to a place. Employees, I'm I'm really bad with radical candor. I've gotten dramatically better, but I'm. I'm not as good as I can be because I'm still optimistic mm-hmm. that I can get them into a place of self-awareness or output that will make them successful. You know you know who I would have been? Hmm. I would have absolutely been the young teenage girl that always chased the bad boy thinking that I could get him to a good place. That is absolutely
0: my DNA. And then you picked the most perfect, normal woman you could find. Yes, Yes. That's very telling. I like that so you've got a normal side under your Gary Venus
1: I'm unbelievably normal which people don't believe Correct. but I
0: saw that in you the first time
1: I am a tortoise in a hair's costume okay it's taking me a second to my en-
0: my, my
1: energy and personality uh-huh. confuse the out of people because they shouldn't spend the time figuring me out mm-hmm. but the people that are closest to me Just are completely the other no are completely the other way because they know who I am they're always around me. You can't hide. So, yeah, I, I would say I think I'm the most normal. Like I'm out, uh, and I and it's a funny statement, but let me say where I'm actually going with it. I'm dramatically practical. I'm. 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 I'm most comfortable when I'm in business. I don't go to things. Like it's so funny when I go to a public thing, especially over the last year or two, where. I think more people know who I am since you've Pe- blown up. He's people won't say, but people yes. freak out not because I'm cool. It's because I'm never out. Like that's <laughs> just supply and demand. Like when I go to a pub- public thing, it's like I'm just never out. I'm literally like last night. I got home at twelve thirty seven because I was in seven different meetings between seven
0: p.m. Like that's the only. And place- when you got home, did you get in bed and go to sleep, or do you need to wind down at night? Like, luckily, Lizzie. Like you know, Lizzie and I hung and chatted for 15 minutes. I want she to waited up for you?
1: Yeah, she waits up for me a lot. Oh
0: my God, that woman. She's that all woman.
1: time.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Do you think you'll be the dad that shows up at all the games? No. Do you, you don't think so? But
1: I show up at a ton of stuff. Like, again, I'm just looking at he's over your shoulder, the Montclair Mafia, and he knows all the truth. We fight like hell to be at everything.
0: But if No, I'm, but your kids' things. Do you think you'll be the teachers' conferences? We fight like you hell
1: do. to be at everything. But if I... I've booked a speech for April 14th already that's my
0: birthday you cannot do that
1: well <laughs> that's I'm amazing sorry. by the way that was the best yeah. moment <laughs> by the way that was the moment of the show um, I love that by the way I'm not even sure if I've actually booked a meeting for but April 14th but that is actually my like, birthday I know which is what makes the whole thing very kismic but I definitely have a keynote somewhere in that range and you know, like I don't know. I'm getting heavily compensated. It's locked in. I can't bail. If tomorrow, if on February 19th, Lizzie emails me and Tyler and Alex and says to us, "Hey, Gary needs to be at this recital on April 14th," and then
0: Tyler has to write this scary email of like, "Oh, he's in San Francisco," and then well, then I'll tell you what you have to do. You have to go into the principal the first day and say, "Dude, give me all the dates. I put them in my calendar and I don't book a speech on the dates." We we do lock in. Yeah, we do lock that in. Um, but obviously, as you know,
1: things pop up and yeah. things get changed and yeah. snow days and all that horse. Sh- plus, these private school kids don't even go to f- school. Like, that, by the way, that's the racket. These f- don't go to, first of all, they should start private school on October 1st because literally between f- Jewish holidays and all this other, sh- they're literally in school three days in September. So send your kids to public school I'm, in Montclair. I'm thrilled. I'm not moving to Montclair. Why not? You, oh my God, this is actually a rant. I think I told you this the first what? time we hung out. You know this, Tyler. I. Always thought I was going to live in Montclair,
0: Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, Montclair is kind of the yeah, same. Can you, I don't actually know. There's no difference. There's, okay, there's cool. no difference. I just know it based on the zip yeah. code
1: thing. Mm-hmm. I, because I had the store in Springfield, Milburn, and I was like, I don't want to live in Short Hills too close to the store. Just was like, eh, 15 minutes. Like I needed, I wanted to have a little commute. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have like a little 15 minutes to listen to like some
0: sports radio in the morning. But if and I, so I
1: randomly just picked, and Mendham used to be on my mind too. But if but I didn't have
0: boring. if I didn't have the commute that hour or two hours a day, I've written nine books and I don't know how to type. I do it in the backseat of a car. I I could do everything in the backseat of a car. I can't do it at I a time. I totally desk. understand. I've also I've got I've done the same I
1: can't write I can't put a sentence together and I've written six books, right? So when do you do it? I do it I, when I'm I moving. do verbal. Okay. So me and Steph I I I have a ghostwriter, Stephanie Land, who's incredible. And we literally go into a cocoon, like a room like this, for a day or two.
0: And I just talk until the end. Okay, first of all, I just heard about your new show. And trash it sounds talk. unbelievable. It unbelievable. Is. So tell us how Trash Talk came. And you don't really need the cash, I don't think. So No, explain I am not to what spending my entire you. Saturday to make $613.
1: Um, what's driving me is two things. Happiness is the ROI. Uh, I, I'm no, gonna, but on
0: this Trash Talk. I'm gonna okay, explain. fine.
1: I'm not sure if there's any place I'm happier in the world than when I am actively garage-sailing in New Jersey at 8.13 in the morning on a Saturday. I I am, the Jets, it's scary how close garage-sailing is to the Jets and I would actually, like, I'm gonna have, you know, I want to be authentic. I'm starting to even ask myself questions of, like, no, no, the Jets the Jets are number 1 because I I was just thinking like what if the what if the best garage sales were only on Sunday I would go to the Jets. So Jets are number 1. And this is like selfish stuff. Like like putting family on a complete pedestal like those 7 weeks are the engine that drive my life, but on a selfish kick garage sailing like <laughs> just, like going to Verona the other day, which is I know close by the yeah. guys. Going to Verona and like Going into people's like garages and you know, driveways, it and then, oh, once in a while, you can go in the house. That's when it gets crazy because I'm just trying to buy everything. Like, I love garage selling. Here's what's really driving me in this explosion, an enormous amount of people follow me who disproportionately are affected by making a hundred to five hundred dollars more a month. Like, that means something for real. All of my homies and contemporaries are telling these people to build the next Facebook. (laughs) I'm practical. I know that anybody who's listening right now who genuinely needs an extra 100 bucks a week, the easiest, and I don't use, by the way, I hate the word easy. The easiest way to make a 100 bucks extra a week is to go to thrift stores, Goodwill, garage sales, buy things and sell them on eBay, OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, like the real real. There's so many places. It's so scary. Like I actually believe most people can make between fifty to one hundred thousand dollars if they're average at it. When I think about all the people making thirty seven k a year, when I think about all the people grinding two jobs, working at Best Buy overnight and something else during the day, and they're collectively making thirteen bucks an hour, it's just real. Who could instead? Garage sale and go to Goodwill, buy and flip shit on eBay. Or in addition. Or in addition. In, but when yeah. you're working two jobs, like but but honestly, Bobby, you'll appreciate this. This is back to practicality. Or here's my big thing. Just try it for a little while. See if you can do it. I do think that the average skilled person, after a couple months, gets to twenty or thirty bucks an hour. Do
0: you ever read the book Nickel and Dimed? No, but That's, it sounds exciting. It's well, it's about people that actually live their life as waitresses and working at Walmart and And? yeah no it's it's unbelievable how hard it is no it's just it's unbelievable how hard it is and god forbid someone gets sick and god forbid oh it's devastating or the tire blows right listen the great thing of going
1: to Mount Ida College is 97% of my friends and contemporaries and, and classmates were in awfully bad situations like welfare like bad bad two great things happened one I disproportionately collected a lot of swag, and two, it gave me perspective that is unbelievably uncomfortable. And what I know is, I'm passionate about this because I'm showing people how to fish,
0: and it's working. Are you still friends with anyone you went to college with? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: Tokyo Joe, Moose.
0: Okay, <laughs> like, hey
1: guys, <laughs> like L.A. I'm on this incredible thread where like every time, we, I mean, we literally talk. Ironically, we literally talk football, like. It, it's unbelievable how much smack talk goes on in there.
0: That's so cool. You you could tell a lot by uh, by someone by being friends with their friends. I, I, w- I couldn't agree more. I once went out to lunch with Mickey Drexler and all his Bronx buddies. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I believe I mean, in that amazing. stuff. I believe in that stuff. Yeah. His shoes? Oh, his socks. Gretchen wants to know about your socks. My kids' faces are on them. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that a Father's Day gift? Probably. Oh. Like
1: you know, like. Yeah, the custom sock thing is really fun, right? Uh-huh. Like, that was a great thing that happened to dudes who don't, like, give a f- about fashion. Just giving them some level of creativity um, with socks has been a nice last six-year phenomenon.
0: Well, talk to me about the shoes, because I'm very excited to wear mine once I get the right size. I think they're so cool. By the way, this is my color, the blue. You it's the it? Caribbean. I'm still waiting for you to come to my um, house. You're amazing. Yes. You're so sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, I My number one thesis is... In business, is that nostalgia is underpriced. I'm obsessed with it. Like, I believe, and I think Marvel, you know, proved it by taking IP and reforming it. And so, I'm very excited about doing those kind of things in the future of my career. And no question, the most significant test case of my thesis has been this collaboration I did with K Swiss, where literally there's a Gary Vee shoe, right? Like I'm I'm taking my shoe off because I get so excited when I see this. My signature is on a shoe. That is, and that is bo- ludicrous.
0: I, and the bottom of the yes, shoe. Yes,
1: we talk about. Definition. I should have brought
0: my shoes. I want you to actually really sign them.
1: And so, Bobby, it's really cool because, you know, for you and I, unlike these kids that are in the room here, we may remember a time where K-Swiss had a whole, you know, pre-Nike. Right. K If you Google K-Swiss like like culture or if you type K-Swiss 1980s, you'll see pictures of Ice-T, Mike Tyson, Dr. Dre. They were really So for me, when I was young and affected by yo MTV raps and the culture and Edison had great diversity and so I was very into you know kind of early hip hop man K-Swiss was cool like I I wore my K-Swiss on the first day of 5th grade like I made it <laughs> and and then they weren't cool <laughs> for a very long time and so to reboot it as an entrepreneurial sneaker for me to have the kind of strategy in what I've done with influencer marketing and marketing with it to watch it now be a thing that is popping a little bit, not only my sneakers but the whole brand and has been really a great business case study. Where it's been great to reward Barney and the people at K Swiss who took a chance on me, who signed me to the deal, maybe before this pop moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they obviously that worked out. Um, the whole thing's great. Like watching Barney like run around and like do keynotes and things of that nature of like how has been fun and Patrick and the whole team and. The, the, the whole The whole situation's been fun. Tyler, we keep referencing him as a nice Mount Clair boy. uh has been deeply involved in it, and it's been fun for him to like, ha- you know, who loves sneakers and that culture to have say in design or distribution. So it's been a great thing for my team. It's been a great thing. I mean, the, I always say things like, "Would nine year old me? I love that game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like nine year old me." If you told nine-year-old me that I had a sneaker with my signature on it, I would have laughed you out of the room. I'm working on a deal right now. Do I have that call this week? I'm working on a deal right now. I'm not telling you. But I'm working on a deal right now that really the nine-year-old me would be like, get
0: out of here. You're buying the Jets. Nope. nope. But, by not the yet. way, you know what's not funny yet. about that? Hmm. That's
1: the only thing that feels normal. Is buying the Jets? I once told it when AJ and I got, so we got courtside seats to the Knicks a couple years ago. And we sat there and we looked at each other. I looked at him like, man, I saw nothing in between scrappy immigrant boy and buying the Jets. <laughs> all the in the middle, like fancy people inviting me to Baker's Bay. I'm being serious. Like, like Nick's, like sneaker, all of it. The all, nice off saw none of it. Like, even like make fun of myself of like, how did you think it was gonna go down? Like, like literally make fun of myself when I talk to myself of like. Mm, that's how it, act, like, you don't just go from, like, like what, are we gonna win the lottery? Like, I didn't see my life. I didn't see all the neat things. I'm also not into, you know, D-Rock said something to me the other day about the process versus things or, like, the things that the things get you versus, like, he was, like, telling me, basically, like, man, it was just a very honest moment. He obviously follows me around all the time. It was a unique moment. We were in, in Australia, and he was, like, man, people just don't understand how you live your life. Like, I don't like stuff. Even... Like I like experiences, and that's why the Baker's thing or next thing I get pumped about, but like stuff I don't like or and even experiences, I'm not even sure how much I really like. them. We <laughs> I, don't have time. I like the process. I like the game. I like competing. I like inspiring. I like I live for the DMs of like, look, I got a crazy DM just back to trash talk, like I want everybody to hear this. I got a DM from a woman that the DM starts with. I've been a prostitute for the last 12 years of my life and in the last week is the first time I've ever felt that I don't have to do this profession anymore because I've made a couple thousand dollars buying t shirt I've always had a knack for fashion and I've been going to thrift stores after your trash talk stuff and buying clothes and selling it and I've made so much money. Like
0: everything I ever do. Did you answer her? I, I didn't. Because yeah, like, you know, sometimes I, yeah. I get some of those weird things too. And
1: it it, it was super I felt super comfortable answering yeah. it. I wasn't worried like to answer it because it process. like I wasn't worried about that. I didn't because right. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. Probably because I said everything I ever do in my right. life. Like it took me into such a place of happiness.
0: Mm.
1: I'm like, yeah. like, do you know how many people live their entire life never inspiring anybody for good, including their children? Well,
0: you know what would make a me lot. happy? What? Drink this whole thing down. Okay. while we're sitting here. It, no problem. Okay, Gary is now Fuck. drinking the water. I would water. literally
1: rather right now put a boulder <laughs> on my back and walk to Afghanistan
0: <laughs> than drink this bottle of water. No, because I want you to go out and while you're in the car say to your guys, huh, my headache just went away. Oh, I could do more than I, never I do get today. Headaches. You never get headaches. I wish Lizzie headaches. was
1: here. Like one time I got one, I was like, hey, like, hey, wife, like, uh, what's this feeling? She's like, you have a headache i was like oh weird <laughs> like, it was super weird i was like i'm i never get headaches okay
0: finish the water and then i'm going to your favorite I literally you think my dehydration yeah. is my strength Oh, that's impossible and your skin looks is good yes it's impossible yes no it's impossible no
1: i know i'm it's impossible. I, by the way i genuinely believe this is true i genuinely think the great demise of my entire like empire is going to be water <laughs>
0: No, but I see a Gary V. Water coming out. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Opportunity. All right. You did a pretty Finished. good job. Oh, my Yay. God. I feel terrible. <laughs> Yay. Well, Gary, thanks so much for being on my show. Are that's really, but it's really your show no, it's your because. Show. How much time do we have? Seven minutes. Yeah, oh, okay. Bobby, come on. Let's right. do something. I just don't, I always think I'm. What about eighth people? place trophies?
1: Eight place. Eighth, eighth place trophies. What'd you get? No, no. Do you like, in Montclair, are they giving like trophies to like fourth place teams? Like What are you like? No, what completely I'm... confused by this Who are
0: you? like I'm... <laughs> I'm looking at you know Gretchen's grandfather was a guy named Yogi, Vera. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, Montclair guy. That's insane. Montclair actually. guy. She she was my assistant at a, a, a when she was a young girl. She was the first girl ever brought to take your daughter to work day. Gretchen Berra. Now she is. I don't even, she doesn't have a title. She does so much with me. <laughs> Omnipresent. <laughs> yeah, she does. But no, but this, you know, yeah.
1: it's actually, I, um, Let's. it's super cool that you transitioned to like one of the great athletes of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by, like I'm so positive that America's in deep. Like nothing is more obvious to me than when you create entitlement. It's all over. As a matter of fact, let's be, let's talk about transparency. The great vulnerability of VaynerMedia in its nine years was two, three years ago when I had to wake up and say, I care about feelings and culture and empathy so much, I've quietly created entitlement here where merit isn't put on a pedestal, where being kind is, but you kind of
0: suck at your job, and I have a lot of work to do over the next three years to fix this. But when it comes to sports, and especially when you're a kid, I mean, being a mom that watched my kids in all the different sports, and yes, if you get fourth place and fifth, whatever place... It's it's a little bit of a confidence builder. It's like, okay,
1: I'm out of here.
0: Okay, I'm Bobby. You have to Bobby. There's some like you know chubby fat kid who's like barely making. Who needs to understand, yo, chubby fat
1: kid, you're not going to be a professional (laughs) athlete. Go be a great third grade. I don't give
0: a hey Artie the fat. You're going to be a great chef, but get the off the football field. You suck. But I just think everyone's good at something. That's
1: right. So get off the. Football field, but guess what? Mommy Bobby over here is tricking you and making
0: you think you might be okay. No, yes, I, I, no, yes. No, no, yes. No. Is his microphone louder than mine, or does he just talk louder I'm <laughs> out here? Like you're a gangster winner, and you this is why. This is what I'm worried about. But I'm compassionate. So, you got and- me
1: into water. I'm getting you into <laughs> me, like you're true. To- you can't, fifth place, tro- Bobby. There's a reason that people are struggling mentally, and I'm telling you, everybody wants to blame social media, it's it's parents creating fake environments for children, we're, we're building zoo animals. These kids are zoo animals. Explain that, zoo animals. That we're watching them, like what does that mean? It means when you take a tiger from the Bronx Zoo and yeah. you put it in the actual jungle, he or she dies in one second because they've not grown up in the actual environment. You take kids who think they're good at baseball because in montclair up until f- 12th grade everybody's f- good and then you actually go and play baseball and you get f- struck out 900 times in a row but you go back to your dorm room
0: and start doing f- cocaine oh come on gary it doesn't work like that that's exactly it does actually. not my whoa l- listen I, listen you look at the kids faces <laughs> did they're you all- play baseball
1: no
0: no okay. Football, okay. But you knew at one point, you're like, okay, this was really cool and fun. All right, this isn't going to work.
1: No, because mommy tricked me because we had like su- Sundays after losing 31 to nothing, but we made pretend we didn't keep score.
0: Guess what? What? No. If, if you're not good at football and you love the sport, so go work for the team. Like there's ways okay, to there take you your going. passion. Keep, keep building. Keep no, but building. it's true. I mean, I watched my kids. I had a I had a you know, a pro golfer, I had you know, I had guys kids that were good at different things, and then they weren't anymore. You know, they entered high school, you know, they were on traveling soccer and baseball their entire careers until they went to high school, they realized they're not gonna make it. That's and right. they didn't. So That's they right. moved on.
1: That's fine. And listen, know? a lot of people don't move on. Yeah. And and creating fake environments is an issue that needs to be talked about much more. And I think you should create a fake environment school.
0: But the 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 fourth place and the eighth place kid, you don't know what you're going to encourage him. So maybe the next season he'll be in third place. Like there's ways to get out. No, 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 no. Yeah. Fake environments don't be don't doesn't mean like mean. It means just don't create delusion. I mean, look, I and I teach and I empower young entrepreneurs, yes. girls, makeup artists yes. that come to me, and everyone and their uncle now, besides having yes. a media platform yes. and a podcast. Yes. Wants, has a makeup line. That's right, everybody. So, you know, I'm, I, I give everyone advice and right. the advice is be different, have a point of difference and every day of your on life a, you have to work Bob, really, really hard. On a very
1: serious note, like straight no, this is going to be the best part of the podcast. What percentage of the people that you meet that tell you they're going to start a makeup line, do you, this is one woman's yeah. point of view, you may be wrong, you may be right, I'm just curious, what percentage do you think will actually have a successful business that, you know, whether it has an exit or it pays for their livelihood, like a true successful business.
0: Well, I think it's very low, for sure. It's very low, but what is success? I mean, when I left, it was a billion dollars. That is not normal. No, no. that's not Success normal. to me
1: is they get to do it, right. and they can like live their life. Right. As a matter of fact, the number one thing I'm trying to, like, and I, I, I know my team is seeing me start to go in this direction, I'm starting to get interested about expenses, not how much you make. My big thing is that success is If you wanted to be the eyeshadow king or queen, like that's a great life. You like you love eyeshadow. You want to live forever, being doing this eyeshadow thing. By the way, I think you could make one hundred nine thousand dollars a year in profit, and actually be a success. Well, I because believe in
0: profit. Number one, I don't believe in investments. You heard, right?
1: You heard what I said. Yep. If you make one hundred nine thousand dollars in profit by creating an eyeshadow and selling it on Shopify and eBay and you live in a household and and your expenses equal 88,000 for the year you're going to win the problem is everybody wants a BMW and everybody wants to buy $8,000 handbags and everybody lives on credit and overextends themselves and over you know why you and I like profit because we know that the next economic downturn, all these
0: businesses that everybody thinks are doing well are going to go out of business. Well, I have so many of my friends that are like wanting to hand me millions of dollars. They're venture guys. Yes. To start new businesses. And I'm like, no, I don't. Of first of all, I, you know, besides, it's, I think it's ridiculous to spend more money than you have.
1: Bobby, of course they want to give you money. Their lives are about raising capital, taking a percentage of
0: it, and then giving it to people that actually do. Sh- and then I, and one of them told me I never even have to worry about making a profit. And I'm like, That's all I know how to do is make profits. I want to kill everybody. No, you don't.
1: No. You're positive. I'm I'm like a business athlete. When I say I want to kill everybody, I'm like the athlete that plays on the field and I want to do everything dirty and get away with it to win the game, right? As soon as the game's over, I want to shake your hand and tell you ask you how your wife's doing and like like donate to your charity. But on the field, I want to kill everybody. And so, I think that is something I need to create more clarity of. A lot of the alpha competitive, I want to destroy everybody's face. That's kind of business. That's like when I'm in the game. You're like that. Oh, 100%. When a, when back in the day when a buyer didn't buy something, you walked out and you're like, "I'm going to kill her.
0: No, I would just say why? Tell me why and I would say let me tell you why I think it's so good and they'd, they'd say okay. And when she was but still, still in, meal and I'm, made a big mistake. Right. You'd walk out and be like I'm going to destroy Karen. Right, but you know I'm still in the game. I know you're yeah. still in the I game. I still have a couple businesses that are about to blow up. I feel like you're I, ri- I feel, feel like you're you. rising like a phoenix. A phoenix. Yeah. That's no, what uh, I feel no, what's going on. Here. Well, first of all, I think being um on your show that one time was like, "Oh my god, all these like random people that I've haven't talked to or seen in years are like oh my god you know Gary Vee I wanted a, you know, how many people want an introduction which I have never once said well only once just an intern I know but that was about it
1: I'm so flattered when I hear this, like uh, it's I really wish people could feel flattered more often I, you know I'm very good at giving compliments I, I like razzing my teammates out of love but I, I love giving compliments because it's so nice why can't we make that more cool like, that's a cool new agenda. That might be the best part of this. We need to get, be- I love it. I'm so funny at it. Like, right now, like, I love telling people, like, I am like I love your yellow coat, like, at the airport. And people, like, freak out. It's, like, the nicest thing. Or just, like,
0: looking I, at people and smiling. Like, I always we tell need women to make positivity pretty. louder. What? I always stop women. I say, oh, my God, you're so pretty. That's and they so, look at me. If, I'm like, well, I'm Bobby Brown. I'm like, I'm not trying to pick you up. Yeah, yeah. if I, you know,
1: like... I like I I do it to dudes like obviously like you need to be careful and like even not in this political climate you always want to be respectful it's not even careful that's the wrong word but I love doing it to dudes I love telling Tyler when he has a good haircut which by the way I've never done which means he's <laughs> never had a good haircut but we're still hoping.
0: Oh, I just think it's so crazy, Tyler. I knew him when he was a little kid. It's know, just crazy so to see. Him, it's right? it's just crazy. Yeah, he's gonna be something.
1: Uh, he he really is. You know what's funny? Tyler is very motivating for me because when he came to me, you know. AJ and him, you know, but like watching, and this, by the way, this is a joke on Tyler, but this is every admin, assistant, every team member. Watching people realize they can do so much more is one of the most intoxicating things for me of being a manager. I don't think people realize how much they can fit in a day.
0: But did you, you didn't just hire him to be your second in command. Tyler like was you hired watched him.
1: through an introduction from a great guy, Mickey Cloud, who runs our Chattanooga office, and he was, Back then, we were doing a lot of community management. You would reply on Twitter as a brand. Then AJ needed an admin, and you know Tyler's so chari- you know Tyler. Like again, he's a dope, but he's so charismatic <laughs> he wins. So he's so charismatic. So somehow it hits AJ's radar. So he's interested. The best story of all time, and Tyler knows where I'm about to go. Tyler's day one. This is real. Day one, Tyler is my brother's admin, which means he's in his inbox. We get an email from the New York Jets, which is a client, which you can imagine I'm so in love with. And literally the email says, hey AJ, I'd like to schedule a call. I'd like to request Tyler Schmidt be removed from the Jets account. Uh, Why? Because he stinks, guys, he's a dope. I've been trying (laughs) to tell you. The same reason I got D's and F's. You've got players in positions to succeed. If you are an entrepreneur, you run a business or you're a manager, you work for everybody else, and your number one job in the world is to put other people in a pl- in a place to succeed, predicated on their skills and passion overlay.
0: But I think the most important thing for all of us dopes that didn't get good grades in yes. school is to figure out what we're not good at and try to work around it. Couldn't Either agree get more. Someone else to do Couldn't it. Couldn't agree more. I never learned how to type, and I've written nine books. I'm listen, so. I'm, I mean, there's so many of those things. I'm I'm the greatest. Public speaker in the world, and if you
1: asked me to read this in front of this room, I would shiver like like I, I can't read.
0: You could, you just choose not to. Like, yeah. Do wait? You, do you read books? No, no. I've written more books than I've read. So, are you ADD or OCD? Probably. I'm both. I mean, I I'm been, self-diagnosed.
1: I, I have no interest in letting anybody <laughs> arbitrarily like diagnose me. They can keep that in their pocket. I'm me. I'm intuitive to like what makes me happy and I keep trying to become a better version of that every day and then I try to over articulate that so that it might impact somebody else because there is nothing that feels better than admiration. I live for admiration.
0: Yeah. And, and speaking of admiration, the way I actually first heard about you, I just remembered in the backyard of my house when I was in the Jersey Shore, there were these kids playing spike ball. I went up to this one kid and I said, let me talk to you about your eyebrows. It was Nick. Dio. His his, his eyebrows are a disaster. He's such a good looking dude. He's such a good looking guy. Like I want to hook up with him, but his eyebrows are like, nah, I'll pass. His eyebrows need to be addressed. And uh, and he said, you got to come in and meet my boss. And I Googled you, and I'm like, who? I never heard of you. I'm like, who? And it took me a year. And when I came in, we talked for an hour, and the next day I found out you filmed me. And I remember I'm like, filmed you? And I called Nick. He's like, what did you expect? I'm like, I didn't know that. So I How said are I didn't get a blowout? with all the huge there was, cameras. I in did the not. Room. I was so focused on you. I did not see a camera, a thing. I do not. Guys, everybody listening to this podcast, one of the great. And we gifts said some of your bad life. things about some bad people. Yeah, we hate yeah. people that are bad. Yeah, but I would Period. be in trouble to say that. I get it, but <laughs> bad people. Uh-huh. Well, they themselves usually. Oh, uh, if we just wait. anybody who's confused about
1: what's going on in society, bad always loses. Promise, we've been around a long time. It doesn't feel like that way. I promise. But sometimes Can't we wait. have
0: to wait a long time. like Yes.
1: Eight years? Sure. Four years? Sure. Six. You know, yeah. there's all sorts of numbers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Gary, I could talk forever, but I know you're the busiest guy in America. All right,
1: we're out of here. See you. Okay,
0: bye. bye. <laughs> a tornado of <laughs> You're just something else. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, I
1: hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this. Pass it on. Let me know what you thought.